0: Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howell. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life changing message. Let's tune in now. Hallelujah to Jesus. I want to talk about everything depends on what you think. Everything depends on what you think. They say we're in a pandemic uh, but but it'll only affect you relative to the way you think. And how you come out of this pandemic is going to be predicated on how you think. Everything depends on, on what you think. Uh, the success is going to be predicated on what you think. Defeat is, is going to be in your life based upon w- what you think. Health in your body is going to be predicated on what you think. Sickness and disease is going to be predicated on what you think. Living a defeated life or a victorious life is going to be predicated on what you think. Who you marry or who you don't marry is going to be predicated on what you think. Glory to God. Whether you go to heaven or go to hell is going to be predicated on what you think. Are you listening to me? Everything depends on what you think. Glory to God. Go ahead and put up nugget number one. Let's do that so we can get right into the word. Nugget number one so that we can all say it together in unison. Nugget nugget number one. Nugget number one. Nugget number one. As a Christian, come on, let's say it together. As a Christian, we must be of the mind and attitude. That everything is possible through faith. Oh, God. Let's say that one more time. As a believer, as a Christian, we must be of the mind and attitude that everything, how many things? How many things? How many things? Everything Everything is possible through faith. We got to be convinced of this reality. Nugget number two, please. To live successful lives, you must have the firm belief. Come on, say it out loud. It can be done. To live successful or to live a successful life, you must have the firm belief. The firm belief, what? It can be be done. Glory to God. I don't care what it looks like, it can be done. I don't care who haven't done it, it can be done. I don't care what people are saying, it can be done. Glory to God. Nugget number three, I'm excited now. Nugget number three. When you think something is impossible, you will find that it cannot be accomplished by you. Let's say it one more time. When you think something is impossible, you will find that it cannot be accomplished by you. The last nugget, I believe, nugget number four. No matter what difficulties you may face, say to yourself, say to who? Say to yourself, listen, if you're going to be successful in this life, There are going to be a a number of times where perhaps you may have to get by yourself and talk to yourself. Now, you can't talk to yourself around other people. They might think something's wrong with you. But but you need to get away, or at least if somebody's around, you might talk a little lower, or only you can hear it. But it is important that you talk to yourself. No matter what difficulties you may face, say to yourself, I can succeed. Come on, say it. I can succeed succeed. Say it again. I can say it again. I can succeed. I can do this. This is possible with the help of almighty God. I can do this. Can somebody say, Amen? now I want to do, I want to backdoor this. If, if I possibly can, let's go to second Corinthians, uh, chapter, chapter number five, second Corinthians. I know I'm throwing the video department off uh, just, just, just stay with me. Second Corinthians chapter five, uh, uh, real quick, verse seventeen. It says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Uh, old things have passed away. You, you're familiar with this. Behold, all things have become new. So, when you're born again, uh, according to Apostle Paul uh, talking to the church at Corinth and to us today, he is saying that when a person is born again, they receive. A new nature. So when you're born again, when you receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior uh, and Lord of your life, you receive what? You receive a new nature. Your old sin nature. Listen now, you got to get a hold of this because you can get confused now that you're saved and, and, and you make mistakes or you or you find yourself doing certain sinful things. But you have to know that you doing, oh, Jesus, that you engaging in old sinful things doesn't have anything to do with your nature. Because you have a new nature. When you became born again, let's look at it. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. He is what? a new creation. In other words, he has a new nature. So when you're born again. Uh, the old, that old, that old sinful nature, it left, it was crucified, it, it, I mean, it's dead, it's gone, but, but preacher, if, if my old nature, if, if it's gone, if it's been crucified, if it's been done away with, then why as a Christian do I still find myself uh, yielding to certain sinful activities? I want you to know today, and for some of you, I know this is the first time you're hearing it, that you engaging in sin as a Christian has nothing to do with your nature. Because you had, when Jesus came in, you received the nature of God. You have a new nature. Your problem in your yielding to sin is not your nature, but your two minds. Wow. Your problem with sin. Is not your new nature. You're either saved or you're not saved. You're either born again or you're not born again. You're either redeemed or you're not redeemed. Well, the Bible says that whosoever call on the name of the Lord, that they shall be saved. When the day you receive Jesus Christ, you receive his nature, his likeness, his righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus right now. Well, if that be the truth, preacher, then why do I still find myself stumbling in these areas? It's not because of your nature. It's because of your dual mindset. Can somebody say amen? Amen. I said, will somebody say amen? Amen. I said, will somebody say amen?" amen? So you have these two different minds. You have what we call the unrenewed mind. You're born again. You've received the nature of God, but you've got this unrenewed mind. And so there is the unrenewed mind. Come on now. And then there's the mind of Christ. And so Paul challenges us to get in the word of God so that we can do what? Renew our minds so that we can demonstrate the mind of Christ. Are you listening to me? has nothing to do with your nature, it has to do with your mind. I said it has nothing to do with your nature, it has to do with your mind. Ooh, Jesus. So your nature's been changed, but your mind hasn't changed. And so your mind has to be renewed with the word of God, or you can still do things that you were doing before you ever met Jesus. Ooh, God. Is this good teaching? I said, is this good teaching? So the unrenewed mind is the flesh mind. The renewed mind is the spirit mind. It's the mind of Christ. And so there's these these two minds that you're battling with now that you're saved. And the only way to eradicate that unrenewed mind is to get in the word of God and be transformed by the renewing of your mind with the word of God. Is, Is this good news? I said, "Is this good news?" Yes, sir. So as you uh, renew your natural mind to think like your spirit, you will experience the God kind of life. As you renew your, your you, as you renew your mind with the Word of God, it drives out that, uh, that old that old mindset, that unrenewed mindset, and then you begin to think the mind of Christ. And when you and I think the mind of Christ, we start walking in victory in every area of our lives and we start seeing miracles, signs and wonders. We start doing exploits because just as Jesus operated in the earth with the mind that he had, we'll operate just like Jesus because we have that same mind. Oh, God, this is good news for somebody. So it's important that we reprogram our physical mind. It is important that we reprogram our physical mind, that we download the word of God into this drive so that the things that come out of us will produce the life of Christ. Is that good news? Galatians 5, 16 says that if we'll walk in the spirit, that we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we walk in the spirit, how do you walk in the spirit? Walking in the spirit is just simply, it's not spooky. Walking in the spirit is just simply walking in obedience to the word of God. Well, the only way to walk in obedience to the word of God is to have your mind renewed with the word of God so that you and I can think like Christ. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Is this good news? Oh, God. So everything. Come on, say it with me. Everything depends on what you think. How you're going to live is going to be predicated on what you think. I said to some young folk after service a few weeks ago, and we were just talking and just come up out of my spirit. And I said, a lot of times when young folk, you know, when they decide they want to get married and they got the eyes on a young man or a young man got his eyes on a woman, you know, they get all googly eyed. And, you know, when they get around each other, you know, the hair stand up on their on, on their or you know on their arms and all that they, I mean they just get real you know giddy we, we we've all been there, I mean you know where they you know they feel like they're in love and everything, and you know they get on the phone and they talk you know all night you know t- go to sleep on the phone and then, then they you know the next day they get on the phone and, and and say the same thing they said the day before, you know i mean they just they just you know they just they what they call they're just in love but but one of the things sometimes I think they fail to consider is that when you marry somebody. You don't just you don't just marry their physical body that you all enamored over. But but you marry the total essence of who or she is. Wow. So when you marry a man, you don't only marry his body, you marry his mind. Yes, sir. You not only marry her body, you marry her mind. You, you marry you make oh, you marry their habits. When you marry somebody, you take on their assets and their liabilities. And that's why typically, unless you get your mind renewed with the word of God, after you say, I do, it usually takes about four to five to six weeks. And you got some real questions about what you did the other day when people were throwing rice on you and everything. Because now you're coming in full contact with the way that person thinks. Are you listening to me? And based upon how he thinks, my sister, before you marry him, based upon how he thinks, that's how you're going to live. Oh, Jesus, brother, based upon how she thinks, that's how she's going to be a help to you or a liability to you. God wants you to marry help, but you can marry trouble. Ooh, gee, nobody's shouting on that one. Certainly no lady said anything, but, but it's still the truth. Everything depends on what you think. Where we live right now is a result of how we think. What you have right now or don't have is directly connected to how you think. If you live in a house, it's because that's how you think. If you live in an apartment, it's because that's how you think. If you drive an old car, that's because that's how you think. If you drive a new car, it's because of the way you think. Are you listening to me? It's, it's how you think. If you start things and don't finish, it's because that's how you think. If you start things and finish, that's because that's how you think. Oh, Jesus. Wow. It's how you think. When somebody gives you something and you say thank you, that's because that's how you think. If somebody gives you something and you don't say thank you, that's because that's how you think. If somebody blesses you with something and you have an attitude like they're supposed to do it, that's because that's how you think. If somebody does something for you and they don't have to do it and you're grateful, it's because that's how you think. If you live on the mountain, if you're headed to the top of the mountain, you're only headed to the top of the mountain because that's how you think. If you're headed to the bottom, it's only because that's how you think. Oh, Jesus. Every big church started out as a small church. Every small church, every big church. Every mega church, as they they would say, but every large, well, everybody's small now, but at any rate, a a year or so ago, every big church started out as a small church. And some churches that started out small 20 years ago, now 20 years later, they're still small. It's still 20 people and no more after 20 years. There's nothing wrong with the people. It is how the leader thinks. The only difference between a large city and a small city is how the leaders of that city, how they think. So people leading the city who want the city to stay small, they make decisions and pass laws or pass ordinances that keep the city small. And it's all predicated on how they think. Oh, Jesus, you got to get this. Proverbs, you know, 23, 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Everything in your life depends on how you think. A good marriage is predicated on how you think. There ain't nothing wrong with the woman you're married to or the man you're married to. It's how you think. You can marry somebody else, you'll still have the same problems. Because wherever you go, you're taking it with you. Oh, geez, nobody liking this, but it's the truth. Ain't nothing wrong with your children. It's how you think. And how you think was how you raised them. They're only doing what you taught them. They're only doing what they saw you do. They're only only doing what you allowed to be imparted to them. And when I said, notice what I said, what you allowed to be imparted to them. Because you may have raised your children when you just let them step in the room and do whatever they want to do. As long as they left you alone, you were fine. So, so the television set. Social media raised them. And so now your children are acting like somebody you don't know. But they're only acting like what they think. Can somebody say amen? Amen. The, the, the whole world system is after after shaping, shaping your mind. The Bible says in in the uh in, in uh, 1st first, first Corinthians four, four or second Corinthians four, four. Look at this. You need to see this. Second Corinthians or. Is that what I want? Yeah. Second Corinthians chapter four. four, second Corinthians chapter four, verse four. Look what it says that the God of this age blinded uh, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Notice the word of God says that Satan, that the devil is the God of this world. That's why you got all this craziness. Uh, COVID-19 didn't come from God. It came from the devil. Are you listening to me? These storms that go through communities and, and destroy whole communities, that's not an act of God. That's an act of the God of this world. The reason we got so much trouble in the world is because Satan is the God of this world. And he's going to remain the God of this world until Adam's lease run out. He became the God of this world because Adam committed high treason in the garden. And what Adam was supposed to have been doing and delegating, he traded it over to the devil. And now the devil is exercising himself in the earth. That's why you got all these killings. People said, I can't understand why all these people are killing people and they're shooting up folks. They're doing it because the devil's loose. And the devil is having his way because the church is failing to exercise who they are in Christ Jesus. And so it's hard to exercise your authority if you're feeling guilty. Are you listening to me? failing to realize that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, I made a mistake, but I am not the mistake. Wow. And the mistake I made, if I'll repent, Jesus has already paid a price over 2,000 years ago to wash my slate clean. Why? Because I cannot operate in the earth like I've been designed to operate in the earth with a, with a consciousness of condemnation. And he that the son sets free, he's free indeed. Glory to God. So your problem today, child of God, it's not your nature. It's the fact that you have become diligent and really dedicated to renewing your mind with the word of God. Boy, is this helping anybody at all? Let's look at this. Mark chapter 9. Mark 9. Everything depends on what you think. Mark chapter 9. Mark 9 verse 23 Mark 9 verse 23 You you all know the story where uh, this man had brought his child to the disciples and 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 they couldn't help him and and so finally you know he brought his ch- child to Jesus and he said, you know, uh, something comes over my child and, and he'll, you know, he'll, uh, he'll throw himself into the fire and try to kill himself or, uh, you know, this, this, these spirits will get a hold of me and throw himself into the water and try to drown. Himself. And then the man said, and I brought him to, 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 uh, to, to, to the members of Harvest Church, pastor. I mean, he said, I, I brought him to the disciples, Jesus, and, and they couldn't help him. And so, so Jesus said, well, bring, bring the child to me. And so the man brings the child to Jesus. And Jesus said, he says, how, how long has, has, this, has this child been in this condition? And he says, since he, since he was born. And, and then look, look what the man says. Look what he says in verse 23. Uh, well, let's back up to verse 22. And how, he said, and, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and to the water to destroy him. Now, look what he says in verse 22. He says, but if you can do anything. Look what the man says to Jesus. I done, I done checked out your disciples and, and they couldn't help me. But Jesus, if, if you can do anything, uh, have compassion on us and help. Oh, Jesus. Can you see? Oh, I love this because the father doesn't disconnect himself from the pain and the suffering of his child. Right. You're right. He didn't say, Jesus. He didn't say, could you help the child? He said, can you help us? Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Every parent know what that means. That means if you bless my baby, you blessing me. Ooh, Jesus! He said. He said. He's. Ooh, God! I done not got excited. He said, uh, can, and help us. And then look what Jesus. Look how Jesus respond to him in verse twenty three. Jesus said to him, "If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes." What just happened? The man came to Jesus and said, If you can help us. So the man put the responsibility of the miracle on Jesus in verse 22. In verse 23, Jesus put the responsibility of the miracle on the man. And just like Jesus put the responsibility, Of a miracle just like Jesus today has put the responsibility today of whatever you need, of whatever breakthrough you need, whatever you need God to do. If you need healing in your body, if you need a miracle in your home, if you need a miracle in your finances, notice Jesus took the responsibility off of himself because the man put the responsibility on Jesus in verse 23 Jesus put the responsibility of what you need on you so whatever you're needing God to do today the responsibility of it manifesting is on you preacher wow. it's on you pastor it's on you Shirley. It's on you, Kevin. It's on you, child of God. And look what Jesus said in verse 23. He says, if you can believe. What about if I can believe? Then all things are possible to those who believe. God have mercy. I'm a believer today. I'm a believer today. I told a preacher the other day and stirred he and his household up. I said, listen, if you haven't produced it, it's because you don't have the faith to produce it. Because faith will produce it. Faith has evidence. Faith, real faith, the God kind of faith will always produce evidence. Faith without works is dead. Faith without evidence is dead. Faith, real faith, will make it happen. You can get the house if you got enough faith. Notice what I said. If you got enough faith, not enough money. Because if you got enough faith, money cometh. Good God of mercy. And sometimes you don't even need money. You need favor. Sometimes you'll get it and don't put anything down. They just you just find favor with the owner, yes, sir. and even though somebody else is offering them more money for the house, more money for the object, they'll sell it to you because they'll say there's just something about you. Even though somebody else have offered me ten thousand dollars more for the house, I just feel like I just feel like I just feel like favors coming your way. I just feel like this house belonged to you and your family. Good God of mercy. I done stirred myself up. Because faith will produce it. Hallelujah. I said faith will produce it. Faith will purchase the building. Faith will purchase the house. Faith will decorate the house. Faith will give you favor. Faith will open the door. Faith will make a way when there seems to be no way. Faith will call things out of the invisible and bring it into the visible world. Because when faith speaks, something has to happen. Somebody say amen. Boy, this, this is good stuff. I said this is good stuff. So it's not a question of if can God do anything. That's not the question. Can God do anything? Let me go on record to say Jesus can do anything but fail. Jesus can do anything but fail. This is good. Go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. I don't know if I gave this to the video people or not, but but just just leave me alone. Let me flow. Look at John chapter 6. Look at verse 63. Man, this is good. Look at this. So, So... I want to make sure everybody's learning. The question is what today? What is the question today? What is the question today? The question is, not can Jesus do it? What's the question today? The question is not can God do it? What's the question today? The question today is not is God willing. We already know he's willing. We already know he can. The question is, can you believe? The question is, can you believe it? With everybody else saying it didn't work out for them, can you believe that it will work out for you? Jesus. Are are you in John chapter 6? Look at verse, real quick, verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So the word of God is spirit and what else? And it produces life. Glory to God. It produces the God kind of life. But there are some of you who do what? Look at the next verse. But there are some of you, come on now, verse 64. But there are some of you who what? But there are some of you who do not believe. So I want to pause this portion of the service and say, I don't want to talk at this time to those who don't believe. I want to talk to the people right now for a few seconds for those who do believe. Wow. Now, look, look what he says in verse 63. He said, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits not. This is Jesus talking. The words that I speak, Jesus is talking. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. Just like I'm ministering now, and there are some who are not believing. And so, what I'm saying to you, it won't work for you. Why? Because you don't believe. It doesn't mean that it's not God's will. It does not mean that God can't do it. Amen. You have damned up the miracle because you refuse to believe. Look at this. Jesus said, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe, and who would betray him. Good God of mercy. And he said, therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my father. Look at this last verse. From that time, from that time, from what time? After he got finished quoting verse 65. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Why did they turn away? Because they refused to believe. And that's why I prayed at the onset of the service that God would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand what the Spirit of God is saying at this hour. Is this blessing anybody? So clearly as a Christian, this was your first nugget, clearly as a Christian, we must be of the mind and attitude that everything is possible through faith. That everything is what? Through what? Everything is possible, what? Through faith. Everything is, what? Everything, is what? everything is possible, what? Everything is possible, what? Everything is possible through faith. Glory to God. So, to live successful lives, we or you, we must have the firm belief that it can be done. Both in our physical lives. And in our spiritual lives. It can be done. No matter how hard it looks. It can be done. No matter how many people are saying. That I can't have it. That it won't work. That I'm wasting my time. That it's foolishness. What you're trying to do. What you're trying to make. It doesn't make sense. No matter what they say. It can be done. I don't care what the doctor say. My healing, it can be done. I don't care how poor my family has been. Prosperity in my life, it can be done. I may be at the bottom, but it can be done. I can go to the top. I may be working at the factory but it can be done that I can own my own factory. I may be working for somebody else, but it can be done that one day people will be working for me. It can be done. My marriage may be jacked up, but it can be done. It can turn around. It can be done. My kids may be acting strange, but it can be done. The spirit of the living God can breathe on my children and turn their situation around. It can. It can be done. It can be done. I said it can be done. You may have a drug addiction, but it can be done. You can be delivered. You may be addicted to alcohol, but it can be done. You can be delivered by the power of God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. It can be done. You can. you, You may be discouraged, but you can have a breakthrough right now, and discouragement will leave your life. It can be done. Strife can leave your life. It can be done. It can, it can be done. No matter what bad situation you find yourself in, it can be done. God can turn it completely around. You may have been served divorce papers, but it can be done. God can walk up in her house, walk up in her room, walk up in his house, walk up into that room where he's sitting there with his girlfriend and change his mind. It can be done. You can have a peaceful, godly home. It can be done. You might be sinking in sin today. And your life feels like you're going down for the last count. But it can be done. You can be rescued. You might be sinking in sin. You might be addicted to things that are destroying your life, but today I got good news. There is a man from Galilee that you will allow him to come into your life. It can be done. He can set you free. And just like this man's child who needed a miracle from God, Jesus said, it's not a matter of it, Candace. Is it possible for me? The question is, is it possible for you to believe? Because all things are possible To them that believe, I mean, I'm just getting into this and I know our time is gone. Ooh, Jesus. Come on, shout it out. Say, it can be done. done. Think about something that you're needing God to do and say, it can be done. Amen. Just for a moment, get something in the picture of your mind or the canvas of your imagination that seems impossible, but you know that is something you've been called up by God to accomplish and to do. Shout out, it can be done. I'm in trouble, but it can be done. I can come up out of this. Listen, if you're not saved, you don't know Jesus. Man, the world, I know, is fighting for your mind. But Jesus wants your mind. The world is working overtime trying to make you think the way they want you to think. But to walk in victory, you got to think like Christ. I have this saying because At one time in my life, uh, I was angry and and hostile, mad at the world. I was bitter because I grew up in such poverty and I had experienced such rejection as a child. So I had a chip on my shoulder. And some of you know my story. I came home as a young boy, found my father dead at 17, 18, 19 years old. I found myself fighting in a war in Vietnam. Shortly after I got over there in Vietnam, I found myself strung out on drugs, on heroin. Man. And to make a long story short, all I can say is that I've discovered personally that there's no pit of sin. There's no pit of degradation. There's no depth of wrong that you can find yourself in that the grace and the mercies of God are not deeper still. I'm standing here as a contemporary witness that I don't care what you've done, where you've been, how long you've done it. There's nothing that you've done that there's those no place that you've been. It's that spirit of God, the power of God cannot come in and completely turn your situation around. All things are possible. And salvation is possible for you today. Deliverance is possible for you today. Healing is available to you today if you can just believe. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, Join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.